What's up, everyone? Colby and I are about to record our typical Friday show that we're not actually doing Fan Fiction Friday today. We're just going to be uh, going over some of the things that Jerry DePoto talked about on his radio appearance yesterday. But in the meantime, while you're waiting for us to post that, check out this conversation that I did with Erica Ayala, who was kind enough to invite me on the Locked On Kraken podcast to talk Winter Classic, some Kraken, some Mariners. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think you'll really enjoy it. It'll be on the other side of this intro. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Seattle sports fans, we are here with a very special crossover episode, or as I like to say on Locked On Kraken, a squad cast. I am joined by Ty Dane Gonzalez, host of Locked On Mariners. That is your daily podcast uh, for the Seattle Mariners. Excuse me. I'm so excited to talk with you, Ty. I know we've crossed paths in our little virtual studios a time or two, but this is the first time that we're hopping on the microphone and doing an episode together. How are you? I'm doing great, Erica. Thank you so much for the invite to uh, do this. I'm looking forward to talking hockey. I've been following the Kraken all year long, watching basically every game. Uh, so I know the frustrations. I I, <laughs> I I I know the ups. I know the downs. I know all of it. And I've uh, I got to thank you because you know I'm a newer hockey fan, and I locked on Kraken's one of my uh, biggest resources for learning the game. So oh, that's very uh, kind. Yeah, I especially, you know, love the episodes with uh, with Allison Lucan. She's oh, great. Yes. She's excellent. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just, yeah, just watching this team uh, over the last uh, couple of months here has been a lot of fun. So looking forward to talking about that. Looking uh, forward to talking some M's and uh, some Winter Classic potentially. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, we're going to start with the goods first. Uh, the Winter Classic. Now, I'm sure you've heard the rumors. You had heard the rumors before the official announcement as of, at the time of this recording earlier this week. But we've been hearing it's going to be Kraken, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, there had been a few different uh, locations thrown out, but we know that it's officially official. We will be taking the ice at T-Mobile Park. So that, of course, is very familiar terrain and territory to you and your and your listeners. Um, what were your initial reactions when you heard that the Winter Classic was not only coming to Seattle, but that it was coming to T-Mobile. Oh, I was super pumped because, again, like I, I'm a newer hockey fan, but I'm I'm very aware of the Winter Classic. I've been aware of it for a long time, and I love the whole aesthetic of it. I love the you know the old school vibe. I love like the the brown pads and all that stuff. It's yeah. awesome. I love the jerseys. So I'm like through the roof excited about it plus i love the kraken sweaters uh, i love the uh, reverse retro and like I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do with uh with the new jersey and all that stuff so really pumped about that and there's no you know more beautiful place uh to host this event than uh than t-mobile park one of the best uh ballparks in all of baseball if not the best and so i'm just yeah i'm beyond thrilled that they uh they were able to uh work this out and make this thing happen yeah, I've been to T-Mobile Park a time or two well before I even started the Locked on Kraken podcast. It is absolutely beautiful. Love it there. I also think, and maybe I'm biased because I am a New York Metropolitans fan through and through, but there's just some baseball parks where 
they're not even conducive, in my opinion, <clears throat> Yankees, to baseball, mm. let alone anything else. Like, they're not comfortable. They're not open. But T-Mobile Park has a great flow. That's what you want, especially for a winter classic where everyone's, you know, chugging hot chocolate and coffee to stay warm, um, you know, and the sight lines are beautiful. But before we get into where we're actually going to play, I do want to ask you about two other locations that I heard were in the mix. Your thoughts on that and why you think T-Mobile won, uh, won out. So one. One is a Husky Stadium. So that's mm. a pretty fantastic view from there, not going to lie. And mm. I hear that Washington football games can get pretty raucous and pretty loud. So there's that. And then essentially like, you know, uh, a stone's throw away is Lumen Field, which was another um, option that we'd been hearing tossed mm. about. Uh, what are your thoughts? And again, why do you think T-Mobile won out? So, you know, I... I, I... I'm not involved in those decision-making processes, so I don't really know like what's best aesthetically and what's the most convenient for a hockey viewing experience in general. Actually, I've never been to a hockey game. I'm going to my first hockey game Ooh, tomorrow. I live right. in Toronto, going to see Kraken, Maple Leafs <laughs> yeah. tomorrow, so that's going to be cool. Uh, but so I don't really know what would be best for a hockey viewing experience, but I feel like you know Lumen Field is such a huge stadium that if you're going to be selling all of those seats, that there's going to be you know, no one's going to have interest in watching hockey from like, <laughs> you yeah. know, a million miles in the sky. Right. Enough, uh, you know, Husky stadium. Um, that's a really, you know, beautiful place. But I think at the end of the day, uh, the Mariners and also, you know, you got to think that these two teams are very intertwined with the root sports connection and, and all that. Exactly. Obviously the Mariners own root sports. So there's, a, there's a deep connection uh, there already. And so I think it just made the most sense at the end of the day to, uh, to bring it to T-Mobile park. And, you know, I know that they've put it at, at a few football stadiums in the past, the winter classic, but I feel yeah. like it works best in a, in a baseball stadium just because of the, uh, the, classic feel of it all and and just you know everything that goes into it so i think it's just a perfect match uh for them to uh to make it happen at timo yeah i love that you know this is a time where calling baseball america's pastime really fits into the vibe to your point <laughs> so i love that uh yeah we've we've seen it at gillette and places like that but we also have seen that there is an uptick in baseball stadium i think uh coors field has been there we know that city field hosted um we we just saw that fenway that looked super cool uh fenway uh, got to host this year um so yeah i like the vibes you mentioned the throwback though so i mm. i am a new york metropolitans fan but of gotta course, love the mets get a home run baby gotta love the mets <laughs> <laughs> gotta love the mets um but then of course there's the seattle metropolitans the first ever seattle mm. and, and team to win the stanley cup now you talked about the reverse retros and whatnot uh, a lot of people are thinking that we might go for the seattle metropolitans look for the outdoor classic but we've also seen that teams maybe if not on the ice but for warm-ups they go retro with an old school baseball uniform uh with the with the pants up socks out that's mm. how we got to do it um mm -hmm. so i i want to know first if we were to do a toss back an homage to the m's mm. is there a particular uniform or era that you think would really fit into a winter classic vibe so a lot of people a lot of people hate this but i i love i love 
like the the rookie griffey uh yes, jerseys like yes, you know the yes. griffey rookie card where he's wearing the oh, yeah, yeah with the hat with the yes yeah yeah yeah. like those uniforms are are my favorites of the mariners i've i've wanted them to go back to the to the royal and gold for so long yes. and it's never going to happen and everyone <laughs> calls me an idiot on twitter whenever i talk about it i, I know exactly what you're talking about i love those but, but I, I would, also, like, I would love, love ken griffey so there's that yeah well both of them but ken griffey jr in particular <laughs> so i i would i would love something that that paid homage to that or maybe the trident <laughs> yes i was thinking you about know? that too that i feel like it fits into our theme our vibe mm. you know that could work yeah you know the the mariners though i mean like they they came in at, you know in the late 70s so they don't right. have they don't necessarily have that classic feel that like you know sure. going back to fenway feels like you know yeah. that's just a little bit different you know that's like legacy team type stuff uh but i think there 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 could be a way to to incorporate some of the old school mariners uh look into it or or maybe just you know pay homage to uh to seattle sports in general let's get yeah. some sonics you know influence yeah. in there or something like that let's 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 make it happen. I think, yeah, I think you're right. There's probably going to lean into more of the Seattle history. I still think we're going to save the Seattle Metropolitan's throwback for after we've at least made a playoff run. I think that makes a lot of sense. I know a lot of people are chomping at the bit to see it. It's a, it's a really nice throwback. Mm -hmm. um, but I agree with you. There's not really that hundred year plus history between obviously not with us <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, and not with the M's yet, but you know what? I I'm curious, Ty, what that means as far as this particular winter classic, because we're also competing against the Vegas golden Knights. So, you know, they're they're If not for us, they are the, the brand new kid. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how they interpret kind of the the classic part of mm -hmm. the winter classic thing so but coming up next i want to talk a little bit more about the event that will happen the big event that's going to happen at t-mobile park prior to the winter classic you might know a thing or two about uh you know an all-star game that's happening including a swingman classic so i want to talk about that we'll get into it with ty dane gonzalez of locked on mariners coming up next Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you gotta try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You gotta try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. And what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years we've been talking about ordering your Built bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. All right, Ty, we got your initial reactions to the Winter Classic coming to T-Mobile Park. But before we get to transform likely the outfield into an, a hockey rink, 
T-Mobile Park is going to bring the best of the best of Major League Baseball to Seattle this summer in the 2023 All-Star Weekend. So it's just like back-to-back here uh, for Seattle. Uh, I'm sure you've talked about it on your podcast, but for the Locked On Kraken fans, what's the buzz as we are now within the year? We are months away from the All-Star festivities coming to T-Mobile. Oh, the all-star game is such a beautiful event. And, you know, they they hosted it when it was called Safeco Field back in uh, 2001. And obviously I'm biased, but that's my favorite all-star game of all time. I was like five years old when they had that. And I videotaped that thing on VHS. And I probably watched that thing like eight or nine times. Cal Ripken's home run, all that stuff. It's great. There's a lot of legacy involved in that. And it's going to be great to, uh, to bring the all-star game back uh, to T-Mobile Park to have the... Uh, Home run derby, of course, that's going to be a lot of fun. And I think uh, one Julio Rodriguez, barring you know any sort of injury, is uh, likely going to participate in that. So that should be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, and the uh, they recently added the uh, the MLB draft uh, to the uh, All Star Week uh, as well uh, as of uh, a couple of years ago. So the MLB draft will uh, will undergo right. there as well. And the Mariners have three top 30 selections in that draft so they're going to be pretty active on the first night so uh yeah i love that kraken mariners locking up the draft picks <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> they uh yeah a lot of young stars right now in seattle with julio with maddie b oh, soon to be shane wright like it's it. it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of, it's a really fun time to be a uh to be a C- or to be a seattle sports fan in general seahawks uh got a lot of young guys that are coming up too it's just it, there's a lot of fun stuff happening right now uh but yeah you know with all-star week it's gonna be it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be a buzz in that city. This is something that I think the city really, uh, really needs and deserves, uh, especially with the way that the Mariners are, are starting to get themselves back on the map right now. I think there's just no better time for the All-Star game to be in Seattle uh, with guys like Julio and, and Cal Raleigh. It's just going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to try my best to get out there. I'm really going to try my best to get out there. So there might be some uh, some locked on Mariner stuff Ooh. happening in uh, Seattle around the All-Star game. We'll see. We'll see. You I know, not it. promising anything, but I- I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I hear that. I hear that. All right. Kraken crew, this is what we have to do. We're going to manifest that for Locked On Mariners. We want good vibes <laughs> there. We're going to manifest that for them. We believe in manifestation over here. Appreciate <laughs> y'all. Appreciate <laughs> y'all. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, and I think, again, I mentioned that, um, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. is such an iconic just baseball legend in general, but has made his way back to the Mariners. And he announced that there's going to be the first ever Swingman Classic. So you're really going to have an opportunity if you do make it out there or anyone else that's able to go. There's really going to be kind of two all-star games. It's obviously Mm -hmm. the MLB all-star game and home run uh, derby. But then also HBCU, of course, for those who don't know, stands for Historically Black College and University. And so Ken Griffey Jr., this is his way of working with MLB and the MLBPA to get more black athletes and athletes of color into the sport and and profiling them showcasing Mm -hmm. them right alongside the mlb all-star weekend so i've been keeping tabs on that story even outside of obviously locked on kraken it's not a direct locked on kraken but i think that's going to be amazing there's just some yeah really great stuff that Seattle is doing. I have been going to Seattle for years, even before the Kraken came through. And what I enjoy about what the city is trying to do is really embrace uh, all of the, the cultural elements, 
you know, those that have, that are older or, you know, a part of the city's iconic history and also as the city changes. And I think the sports landscape has really embraced that. I know the Lywicki brothers, at least on our end have. So I always look for those stories, obviously being a, a black woman and a Latina in sports media. So I love to see that. And I'm really excited for that. But, um, you know, I, I also want to get into a little bit about what we saw from the M's. You know, I've talked on Locked on Kraken before. I was following what was happening. We talked about, of course, the run this past season, uh, even the season before that, when I was actually out in Seattle, we were getting ready for our first training camp. But you, you mentioned it, that this is something uh, in the All-Star Weekend and, of course, now the Winter Classic that this city really needs and deserves when it comes to the M's and how they've been performing and what the trajectory is for next season, Ty. You know, what can you tell Kraken fans uh, about what to expect about their Mariners? Yeah, the Mariners are in a great spot right now. Probably the best start, spot that they've been in since the early 2000s um, with young guys like Julio Rodriguez and Cal Raleigh and George Kirby. And the, the list goes on and on and on. There are so many names and faces that made uh, this past year just incredible to, to watch. Um, it was uh, an honor, honestly, to kind of just help tell their story over the course of this year. Uh, this team that, that made history, that... Um, you know, broke the drought in the way that it did and um, played in, you know, wound up playing in one of the greatest playoff games of all time. Honestly, two of the greatest playoff games of all time. Uh, if you uh, want to count Very the uh, the 18 inning uh, slog against the uh, the Astros, we don't want to remember that, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just an incredible story. And, and um, even with, you know, guys like Mitch Hanniger, Adam Frazier, et cetera, uh, exiting this offseason. They brought in players like Colton Wong and Teoscar Hernandez, uh, who are going to uh, energize this ball club and bring a lot to this ball club. Uh, and I think uh, fans are going to be very, uh, very excited to get to know those guys uh, and see what they can do. I've been a long, I've been a fan of uh, Teoscar Hernandez for a long time. Of course, I live in Toronto. He he's played for the Blue Jays the last few years. He's a lot of fun to watch, and he's going to bring a lot to this team, I believe. And they're still not done, right? Like they have, you know, left. Uh, you know, they basically haven't done anything with free agency, right? They they and there's a whole discussion that can be had about that. We won't get too far into the weeds <laughs> about that on this show. Um, but uh, they are still far better than they were. Uh, last opening day, and I think that's the most important thing here. And there's still a lot of time for them to uh, go out on the trade market and see if there's anything else they can add. Right now, the big target is Brian Reynolds of the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates outfielder. He's going to cost a lot, and I don't know if they actually have uh, what it takes to uh, to land him. But if mm -hmm. they did, they'd be in a pretty nice spot to uh, to start really, really coming after the Astros and uh, giving them some problems. So uh, fun times in Seattle. And I think that we're uh, we're getting pretty close to this team contending for a, for a World Series. Oh, yeah. Well, we can't wait to see it. Of course, this is that time of year for you and your podcast while we're kind of just ramping up and really getting into the meat of the season. But we will have the trade deadline coming just in a few months. And I know, Ty, you've, you've got some questions regarding that. So we're going to get into that next. But uh, I would be remiss since we're talking about the Mariners and their roster. I have to, of course, mention Elon University legend George Kirby. <laughs> That's, right, that. That's right, baby. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I got my Elon. I, I went to Elon University. It's in North Carolina. Uh, awesome. So, you know, we share that bond as well as Seattle sports. But, um, you know, and I, I'm, I picked 
pick up the magazine um, and there's a story on on Kirby in there. So it was awesome that we, we got to go. do this squadcast right then. But all right, Ty, we're going to you're going to uh, put me in the hot seat here. We're going to talk a little bit about well, the Seattle Kraken roster, you know, your most pressing questions as a new hockey fan. You've got a team to root for now. So uh, we'll have you fire away coming up next on this crossover or squadcast episode of Locked on Kraken and Locked on Mariners. All right. We are down in the home stretch, as they like to say in baseball. <laughs> so uh, let's do it, Ty. You've got some questions uh, and uh, hopefully I'll, I'll do all right holding it down for the Kraken fan base. But uh, what are your most burning questions uh, for, for me uh, regarding the Seattle Kraken? All right. So all of these are probably going to be more so personal than for like the <laughs> entire fan base. But okay, you know what? We're, we're just I'm, I'm going to make use of my time here. Right. All right. So, First question, though. First question doesn't have to do with the Kraken. I'm going to my first hockey game tomorrow. Like I said, <laughs> any any tips? Any like, what should I do? Like, what do I do with my hands? What what, what do I do at a hockey game? What am I supposed to do? I've never been oh, to a hockey man. game before. I, I have no idea how to act. Question. Also, I'm I'm going to be in enemy territory, right? It's the it's yes. the Leafs. It's Scotiabank Arena. Yes. I'm not. Yeah, I, like I'm I'm the enemy there. So what, what do I do? <laughs> okay. Well, first things first. If you own any Seattle gear, I highly recommend you wear it because uh, Root Sports is probably going to pick you up. I love the segment that they do when they like pan the audience and they look for the Seattle fans. So that's number one. I right. I can't guarantee it's the safest thing, but <laughs> I, I know Toronto fans are pretty intense. But We're I think in the it's other fine. conference, like <laughs> come on, like like we only see each other twice a year. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with and, you. And let's and you be real. What? We're never going to see each other in the cup. <laughs> yeah. <that's not> now. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I feel like if you, if you have sporting gear, you either bought it or it was given to you. You have every right to wear it yeah. anytime you want. Now, what I will say is I made the very big mistake of wearing, it was like a crossover baseball hockey thing. And so I'm thinking, all right, I'll wear a, uh, it, it was from the Brooklyn Cyclones. So this is a team that plays, you know, in the middle of summer. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, all right, I'm going to go. I'm wearing a hockey jersey. It's going to be fine. I'll, I'll be warm. It'll be great. I still have my coat. No, I was absolutely freezing. Just in case it's not evidently clear, <laughs> the thickness and the way you make a, a hockey jersey for a baseball team is completely different than a hockey jersey for a hockey team. So I don't know about you, but I don't like being cold. So I would just dress appropriately, make sure that, yeah, you know, you have a few layers. Uh, that's for sure. As far as what to do with your hands, honestly, it's not dissimilar to going to a baseball game you know mm -hmm. that every arena has their thing um you know and it, it's i think it's going to be a good time so i think uh things move a lot quicker we're used to you know being able to stretch and uh just kind of watch things just percolate nice and slow more of a simmer uh things move faster in hockey so you definitely yeah. got to know that <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in and out of there it's gonna be crazy i'm gonna like go at seven and i'm gonna be out at like 9 30 it's gonna be great yeah uh <laughs> it, it, it's fine and there's two Two seventh inning stretches. You should probably know that yep. they call them intermissions. So you know it'll be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear my cracking away jersey. You know, hoodie, all yes. that good stuff. It's gonna be great. Yes. It's gonna be great. Yes. All right. Do it. All right. Let's let's talk about our boys. Uh, okay. So. The, the one thing that I'll say about the Kraken in general is like, so I, I cover the Seahawks. I cover the Mariners. 
I'm just I'm, keeping it casual with the Kraken and I'm staying there. And I like that. You know, I've been enjoying just watching the Kraken as a fan and reacting just as a fan. I don't have to think critically it. about it. It's been great. However, <laughs> I love roster construction. I love mm-hmm. roster building. I love transactions. I love all that stuff. We talk about it all the time on Locked On. Mariners, me and my co-host Colby, we just love that stuff. I want to know because the Kraken are contending right now. They're in a playoff spot. Season ended today. They're in a they're in a playoff spot. I know the deadline's coming up in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. What can we realistically look for? Considering where this team is right now in its development, a lot of young guys mm-hmm. still kind of just trying to figure it out, you know, how this roster is ultimately going to come together. But what do you do in a year like this? That's a great question. And it's something that I definitely have my inklings and my opinion on, but I honestly am not sure what Seattle's going to do. I have been saying anyone who listens to Locked on Kraken for like five seconds knows that I am not pleased with how we've constructed our defense. I do think we need some more dynamic defenders that can not only hold the blue line steady, but also are going to be more of what we see as the trend in hockey, which is a little bit more of a spry offensive defender, that, but that can also defend in all three zones. And Seattle, when we find ourselves in a bad way, it's usually when we're flat-footed and when we're not covering up on the weak side, um, you know, or in hockey, you'd say the far posts. So those are things that I personally would like to see the Seattle Kraken, you know, per cap friendly, you know, we have roughly a million dollars of cap space. So we have that. We definitely have picks as we alluded to earlier on the show that we can use. I, I don't know, though, that this team is at this point going to really focus on refining their defense, which is a little bit wild to me in the offseason last year, even at the trade deadline, we really did focus on getting different forwards and dynamic pieces there so we could really be up on the attack. I, I don't know why <laughs> personally, but I don't I don't think defense is is really top priority. Another thing that makes it maybe a little bit difficult if we're looking not just for defenders but on the back end, so including goaltenders, is that we have some goaltenders who haven't really been performing the way we expected. And they have pretty decent sized contracts. So we're not going to be able to move Philip Grubauer anytime soon, even if we wanted to. Chris Drieger might be difficult to move because he's not even available fully right now. He's coming off of an ACL injury. And honestly, Martin Jones, for the style that we play right now, it's my opinion that he's our best goaltender. So if we're a team that I don't think is ready to make moves defensively and we're not able to make moves goaltending wise. I think it might be a like for like that. Maybe we're collecting either players or assets that we think we can then flip in free agency, which is exactly what we did last year. So no specifics. I do think if you wanted to look out for certain players, you have certain players that are on one-year contracts, like my boy, Ryan Donato. Donnie! Donnie boy. I love Donnie boy. In this house, we stand Ryan Donato. Absolutely. um, As we should, as everyone should. Absolutely, we stand Ryan Donato in this house. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, he's been fantastic for Seattle, and they got him on, uh, you know, a budget, in my opinion. Morgan Geeky had a solid start, but we've seen that he has yeah. made way for Ellie Tolvanen, who we picked up on waivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to 
see what Seattle does. Again, my opinion, they need to find someone on defense, a really solid defender and someone who, um, you know, can really stabilize us. I do think that if we want to make the playoffs this year, we have roughly a 90% chance. Uh, I think it was uh, puck money that put that out today. We have a 90% chance to just make the playoffs. So that's good mm. as of right now, but you know, that percentage of us winning a Stanley cup is super small, less than 10% right now. And I do think that's, that's because we can't, we can score a lot more than we could last mm. year, but we're not mm. able to necessarily keep other teams off the board. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know all about that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I, I see uh, like there's people, there's like, deniers that the defense is bad and i see you dealing with it and like no i i i have look i don't like i've only been watching hockey for about a year and a half like actually like watching hockey and actually paying attention to it but uh i have two i have two eyeballs and i know like you know you should probably like if there's if there's a guy down in the slot you should probably like you know cover him Probably, yeah not like you should do that if he's like maybe maybe just don't let a guy just camp back door you know, maybe oh just don't gosh. do that. Yes, we, <laughs> we leave the back door just wide open. You know, my mom yeah. would be screaming if I did that. You know, so <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, Let can't all do the it. bugs are in this case, the pucks in. Like, come on. Can't, can't have it. That, that seven to two game against the Oilers, disgusting, gross. Oh that first gosh. that first period was, was awful. I, I, yeah, it was I, terrible. I, I, you know, it's now terrible. I'm glad that we got our, our revenge last night. Yes. Again, to, exactly. to, to pull back the curtain here, we're recording on Wednesday, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that was that was that was nice. That was that nice. Was the, the four it goal was, period. That yeah. was great. Yeah, it was yeah, good. Was and good. you know, uh, a, a phrase kind of came out of that, uh, like that we're a lunch pail team. And I, I saw that some people had no idea what that meant, but I was like, that's like we're we're blue collar. We're we're, we're hard workers, and that's what it's going to take. And when you're a lunch pail team, everyone's got to be all in, and that includes defensively. And so we we find success when we play team defense. But this is if you're looking if we're talking playoffs and again, I, t- I had an episode, you know, are we pretenders or contenders? If we want to be contenders, we have to get serious on defense because other teams are going to be serious about scoring the puck. And we right now don't have a top 10 elite level scorer. We don't yeah. have someone who before the halfway point. Wait, in the Daniel NHL Sprung season, is not a top 10 elite <laughs> level scorer. From yeah, you, I know. Because from what I've watched, because I because what I've watched, <laughs> he's the goat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Daniel Sprung is another one that I absolutely adore his story. You know, someone who we got at the trade deadline last year. He came mm-hmm. into camp on a PTO. So he didn't even earn mm. a contract. He had to come in as a PTO and then he earned a contract. So that's, again, that's lunch pail baby all day. That's oh, how yeah. we play. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I think we can, we can maintain what we're doing and not have that elite level score. In my opinion, we got to really get, uh, some defense. Cause again, we, we don't have the capacity, even if we wanted to, to move around goaltending. So in my case has to come from the blue line. And so we'll see, we'll see what, uh, Seattle does. I would love to see it. Come on, Ronnie. <laughs> Let's Ronnie. go. Ronnie, Ronnie boy, Ronnie, Ronnie <laughs> franchise, Ronnie. come on, come Ronnie through, boy. Franchise, the Ron father, <laughs> <laughs> the Ron father, baby, the Ron father. Let's yeah. go. I yeah. love it. Yeah, no, I, I do like what Ronnie Francis has done overall. I do trust him overall. I trust him in the front office. They don't always make me feel comfortable. Um, you know, 
but again, you know, we're just the we're just the uh, the the couch GMs. He's he's got he's doing it for real. So um, yeah. yeah, I think I think we're gonna be a, a really compelling team. It's gonna be a grind if we do make the playoffs. I will be honest. I did not have the team making the playoffs. I had us finishing probably six. And if we mm-hmm. really pushed five in the Pacific division right, right now, we're in that three spot, which means that we would make the playoffs. We really need to stay there um, and really try to avoid going into the wild card. Yeah, that would be uh, preferable, but yes. uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it after just coming off of one of the, you know, only playoff runs of my entire life uh, <laughs> as a Seattle sports fan, uh, at least when it comes to the Mariners. Uh, I'm very excited for the uh, Kraken's first uh, playoff yes. run. Yes, so, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, give give us more. We want Seattle deep runs. I got to cover the Seattle Storm in their playoff run last year and this year as well. Of course, Super. Now that's one yeah. Seattle team that needs to tap into the youth movement. Um, and we'll see if they can keep Stewie. She's a free agent this year. Today. Yeah, we got to keep Stewie. We got to keep Ooh. Stewie. We absolutely got to keep Stewie. And uh, yeah, collect those draft picks. Yeah, exactly. You know, we yeah. we love draft picks here in we Seattle. We love that. This is what we do in Seattle. Seahawks got four top fifty picks <laughs> in the upcoming draft. Mayor's got three top thirty picks. Kraken yeah. have like a billion picks. A million on, for like on, the next come three on, Storm. years. Like, what are we doing yeah, here? What's come going on, on, Storm. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Ty, this was a lot of fun. We're going to have to do it more often. We for know sure. that things are getting hot and heavy when it comes to, uh, the, again, off-season moves in baseball. And soon enough, we'll have that trade deadline for the Seattle Kraken. But either way, uh, we're looking forward to Seattle sports in the spring and then certainly come January 1, 2024. But Ty, Dane Gonzalez, of Locked on Mariners. Thanks so much for joining us. Let the folks Thank know you, how they can uh, follow you, especially those listening on audio, if they can't see your little information there on video. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, again, thank you so much for the the invite, Erica. It was a lot of fun. I, I love talking hockey, uh, you know, especially just being casual. It's it's cool. <laughs> it's nice. It's a, <laughs> it's a nice change of pace for me, honestly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah uh, everyone can follow uh, follow me on Twitter at Dane Gonzalez, C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And you can uh, check out my show, Locked On Mariners, uh, with my co-host Colby Patnode on uh, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, just like you can get Locked On Kraken, Locked On Seahawks, all the uh, Locked On Seattle sports affiliates. And uh, you can also check out uh, our Patreon. We talk even more about the uh, Mariners, and I even talk a little bit about the Kraken on there sometimes and do my best. Uh, (laughs) Patreon.com forward slash control the zone for that. Fantastic. And just for Mariners fans, of course, you can listen to Locked On Kraken. We're part of the Locked On Sports Network. And you can find me at elindsay08. That's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. And so if you are a Seattle sports fan, including the OL Rain and the Seattle Storm, then make sure you're following me come the summer months because I'll be keeping up with NWSL as well as WNBA. But that is all for our squad cast first ever between Locked On Mariners and Locked On Kraken. As we say over on Locked On Kraken, we hope that you hold fast, you stay true, and of course, we'll keep it general this time and say, let's go Seattle. Let's go Seattle, baby. <laughs> <laughs>